Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. The Knicks, they eked one out thanks to a missed call. So should there be recourse for the referees? Richard Jefferson, he has some thoughts. Plus, can Joel Embiid return soon enough to help the 76ers avoid the play-in tournament? We have the very latest. And it was eight years ago today that Steph Curry shut down the NBA world with this shot. But it was also iconic for another reason. We're going to tell you what that is. NBA Today starts right now. The era of sleeved jerseys. That was an interesting <laughs> one. <laughs> Welcome to NBA Today presented Great by era. ESPN Bet. I won a championship in you one of those. You did want a yeah. championship in one of those. I'm, I'm glad we Edwards. never have to do it again. Joined by Richard Jefferson, always making his presence known. The Hall of Famer, Becky Hammond, is here. Our senior insider, Adrian Wojnarowski. Our senior writer, Zach Lowe. The New York Knicks last night, Madison Square Garden. It was chaos. Check out the back page here of the New York Post. Steal of fortune the Knicks they were the beneficiaries last night of that fortune so let's get right to the highlight here in this one remember the Knicks still without OG Ananobi and Julius Randle so we're going to go ahead to three minutes left in the fourth quarter here Richard the game tied at 106 off a Cade Cunningham miss Jalen Brunson full head of steam gets the layup to go and look he even look he does a little dance that (laughs) d-cell step that everyone talks about so hard to guard all your momentum Brunson is good at change of direction as anybody Jalen Brunson once again gets that one to go. This got to be a pretty good game down the stretch here. But then Cade Cunningham drives, kicks it out to Asar Thompson in the corner. Thompson shooting 15% from three this season, but got it when he needed it. Yeah, you could say, you could say that. But that's it. Grimes has an opportunity to be the hero. Revenge game. Yeah, in the garden. And then what happens? Well, this is sort of the moment of truth here. Jalen Brunson can't quite get this one to go. There's a scramble for the ball here. The Pistons somehow save it. But then watch this here. Dante DiVincenzo, he has the ball back. No, okay, now the Pistons have it. Dante DiVincenzo then dives for the ball, knocks down Thompson. That would be the no call. But right here, Brunson gets the ball. Josh Hart gets the and one. There was no foul called on DiVincenzo diving into Thompson's legs here. The referee didn't Williams. have a great angle. He didn't have a great angle. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a good angle. Monty Williams in disbelief <laughs> over that. The Knicks get the win 113-111. Brunson 35 points, 12 assists. Monty Williams none too thrilled about that known call. Where's the New York media now? The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've, we've done it the right way. <clears throat> we've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game, <clears throat> and the guy dove into Asar's legs, and there was a no call. That, that's an abomination. You cannot miss that in an NBA game. Period. 
All right, so Crew Chief James Williams had this to say in the pool report on this game. Quote, we determined that Thompson gets to the ball first and then was deprived of the opportunity to gain possession of the ball. Therefore, a loose ball foul should have been called. It should have been whistled on New York's Dante DiVincenzo. So, Richard, is there a problem here? Is there something that needs to be fixed? I what can be fixed? This is, this is my thing. It's like something needs to be done. We always hear that very, very often, and it's like, well, what can be done here? There's a level of human error, and we know that the referees get graded, and then they get upgraded based off their playoff games and the opportunities, and the best officials will get the biggest, best games, and that's all there can be done. Every single time a coach comes up here and wants, yes, we get it. It's been going on since Pat Riley was complaining about the officials and Greg Popovich, and over the history of the game, this is a part of it. But to me, when it's like something needs to be done, it's like, well, Monty, you are one of the more intelligent men in all of the game. Tell us what needs to be done. And the last thing I'll say about this when a player makes a mistake in a game a coach will defend his players and say hey look you know what that's not the reason why we lost the game we had plenty of opportunities well if you watch the rest of this game as me and my kids were they didn't box out twice two different times they didn't box out his team did not box out and they never got the opportunity to get the ball again so whether it was coach or his players that weren't able to move on there were more missed opportunities watch this okay so you made a mistake the referees made a mistake let's see your box out situation oh you didn't box out you fouled again okay you had to foul then you don't box out again so there were multiple mistakes that were made by them yes the foul call that was awful that was it I 100% agree with Monty but express to us one what needs to be done and two hey Monty your team had other opportunities after that to secure the ball and still couldn't get it done first of all Deprived of the opportunity to gain possession of the ball. Congratulations to all the crisis PR officials <laughs> who stretched language. How about speared in the abdomen? How about we just go? How about we just go with that? Look, I'm just gonna be nice. Number one, how about we just don't find Monty Williams? He's right. How about we don't find him? Number two, can you imagine if the Pistons were five and fifty-two? instead of 8-49 and 49 and staring at the possibility of being a nine-win team. They should be better than that now. This would be a much bigger deal. Look, it was a horrible call. We all know it was a horrible call. The NBA admitted it was a horrible call. The Knicks were on the other side of this a, yeah, a month, two weeks ago the in outcome Houston. Of that game. So karma is a cat or it's Dante DiVincenzo just diving into people and not getting called for it. And here we are. There's nothing karma to do. Karma was the guy on the Chiefs. No, I don't. Think <laughs> you can't no. challenge. You can't challenge no calls. And if right. you could, it'd be a Pandora's box. Stuff happens. Kate Cunningham played well, though. Right. And part of why, and Becky knows this. Part of why Monty reacts that way is he's sending a message to his team that I'm fighting for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a team that you that has been discouraged this season with the kind of year they've had, the kind of losing that's taken place there, historic losing, and. They've got to know their coach has their back and is fighting for them. The message to me was as much to his locker room, mm. to their fans, to their organization, as it was to the officials of the league office. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, we're coaches. We're always going to complain about the officials, right? It's, it's never going to be good enough. But the human error aspect is real. Nobody likes making mistakes. They're not doing it on purpose. Um, but what gets me is the, the no call to the verticality call and one. It I'm has. like, yes. so you don't call the tackle, and then you call, I thought, which was a pretty good, verticality, verticality, like, and and that one you call. Right. But at the end of the day, we all learned in fifth grade, box out the shooter, to your point. Thank you. Box out the shooter. Twice. 
And they didn't do that. And they just didn't do that. And the Knicks did. I do want to get to some good things that the New York Knicks did do last night for much of the game. And Jalen Brunson specifically, right, because he leads the NBA in scoring for the month, over 32 points per game. That's tied with his former teammate Luka Doncic for the most in February and is on pace to be the best scoring month in Brunson's career. So... On this show, we we reserve the right to change our opinions. We reserve the right to get more facts, to gather more information, and then to have the opportunity to decide whether or not we want to stick with our opinion. And the last time, Becky Hammond, that you were on our show, and we were talking about the New York Knicks, you said pretty emphatically, right, that Jalen Brunson is not a 1A. Do you still believe that? First of all, we were talking in a championship culture. Absolutely. Okay? So... Everybody, you know, there's nothing more attractive than a bunch of guys with panties, like, up there. <laughs> Calm down. Right. Okay. Calm down. Calm down. All, he is a tremendous player. Okay. I love watching him play. Yes. I love watching the smaller guys play because they defy odds. Things that they're doing out there, they shouldn't be doing. And Jalen is a perfect example. At the end of the day, they're like, oh, Allen Iverson, Steve Nash. I'm like, MVPs, actually. MVPs of the league. They didn't win a championship. So, yes, he is your 1A. And all I was saying is that I don't think you win a championship. It's not that he's not amazing. He's amazing. So, calm down, New York. I mean, I texted, never Be- I texted <laughs> Becky that night and said, don't let anyone make you apologize for this. The Knicks agree with you. That's why the Knicks. <laughs> but that's not a slight on Jalen Brunson. No. no, not at all. He has transformed that organization. Yep. He is one of the biggest free agent signings of the past decade in the NBA. But the the reason that the Knicks are hoarding draft picks and assets that they want to, if he becomes available, get a first, second team, all NBA level player, you win with that Jokic, Giannis, Mm. LeBron James. And if we were doing a draft of available players, would... Jalen Brunson be in the first five, the first 10, the first 15, maybe. But championships are one. You have to have one of those guys. That doesn't diminish what Brunson has meant, what he has done in his career. He is one of the great success stories in this league from a second-round pick. Look, I don't think any of these things are absolute, right? Like, he's listed as 6'2". I don't even think he's as, as tall as 6'2". We've seen other small guys win. Isaiah Thomas is another famous example. I think Chris Paul could have won championships and may still win championships. Who knows? In different contexts. It depends yeah. what the rest of your team is like. Do you have, like, a co-1A if you're the 14th best player in the league? Is the 15th right. best guy on your team? How does he fit? And right now, look, the Knicks want a better player than Jalen Brunson. We know that, right? You just said that. I think the Knicks right now, if they're healthy, this Knicks team yeah. currently without that player, but with Jalen Brunson, is the biggest threat in, to the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference, as is. I don't think they'd beat them, right. and I think they would like another star. So I think nothing is quite absolute. Would you like Jalen Brunson to be taller? Everyone wishes they were a little bit taller. Oh, a little bit taller, a baller. baller. A, yeah, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was kind of Becky's main point. But what Jalen Brunson has done as well is turn the New York Knicks into an organization that people want to play for, that that free agents around the league look at and say, okay, what about New York? But the reality is they've also lost five of their last seven games. Is help on the way, Woj, with with Julius Randle and OG Ananobi? Let's start with OG Ananobi. It'll be three weeks from that uh, procedure he had on his elbow the day the trade deadline uh, earlier in February. 
Uh, he's expected to start to get back on the court perhaps later this week uh, and start to be able to do some basketball activities again. And then from there, it's when he feels comfortable. Is that 10 days? Is that two weeks? But I'm told there's not been any setbacks. There's not been anything in his rehab um, that has slowed this down. Julius Randle, a little more complicated uh, with that right shoulder. He is... Uh, somebody who is trying to do everything he can to not have a surgical procedure mm. on that right shoulder. If you'll remember last season, and there were certainly some medical people who told him that he might want to have on that ankle a surgery before the end of the season. He wouldn't do it. He did it in the offseason. He is determined to try to come back and play through this but I still think that is a fluid situation. Yep. But that's always been his default is to play through some pain and deal with it in the offseason. As excellent as Jalen Brunson has been, in order for the Knicks to have real success this postseason, they yeah. need to get those guys back. Woj, thank you for that. All right, still to come on NBA Today, Richard Jefferson. What? Do you remember where you were when this shot happened? No. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> Really? Not. I remember Playing he said, a game. the couch that I was sitting on <laughs> watching the shot. I mean, does the Curry magic, is that enough magic to make a late-season playoff push this year plus could we see an early sighting of playoff Jimmy hear why he thinks it doesn't matter who the Miami Heat match up against and the Celtics they are rolling into the final stretch of the season is the title Boston's to lose NBA Today will be right back NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet the official sports book of ESPN Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, let's go coast to coast. Brought to you by healthcare.gov. And we're going to start in Indianapolis. The Raptors at the Pacers. Toronto coach Darko Ryakovich promised the team a pizza party if they won three straight games. Well, it is finally time to collect. Thanks to Scotty Barnes, 21 points, 12 rebounds, 12 assists, 5 blocks. Zach. What's your favorite pizza topping, and can the Raptors coach Atlanta, catch Atlanta for the 10th seed? Black olives, and probably not because they're too far behind. He already played pizza party for a three-game winning streak. What's better than that? you got to save that for like a six-game winning streak. They're not getting that far. They're not getting that far. <laughs> On to Memphis. Nets at Grizzlies. Gigi Jackson beat Simmons. Ooh. Threw down this oh. dunk. That's the good. The bad is it was his only basket. He went one for 13. Richard, how many uh, pump fakes? Is too many pump fakes. Uh, the well, if you're one for 13, you probably going to keep coming back <laughs> Oh, that looked like, that looked like old like Kobe. A, that looked like, like a, old Kobe. That looked oh, like a pink can, a pink can uh, stir. But how about the discipline by those Nets? They stayed down. <laughs> 
All right, let's wrap up in Sacramento. The Heat at the Kings. The Heat were down many, many players. But Jimmy Butler, he hosted a little let's watch go party. Heat. Let's go, Heat. I the Heat. Yeah. I, I the Heat. I the Heat. I of the Tiger. <laughs> I Jaime Hawkes nails the three there, closing up the opening minutes rather of the third quarter. What's going on with your Sacramento Kings, Malika? I they're very, very confusing right Kings. now. Kangs. Kangs. Come they're on, go work out. Jaime Hawkes. Jimmy Butler. With the left. Suspended and loving it from home. Not letting a rookie cook you, Sacramento. Y'all ready for the postseason? Come on so now. So in the fourth quarter, guys, wow. the Heat were up by as many as as 20 points here. Bam on a bio going to work. Zach, you're all aboard the I'm Bam I'm wagon. I'm driving the Bam wagon. He just all he does is win. Just makes winning play after winning play. But still, somehow, Becky, the Sacramento Kings, they got back into this one down the stretch. Nice pass there. Red Velvet turns, gets it to go. Well, you get you get them out in transition. They become a very fast team with De'Aaron Fox being the head of that snake. Yeah. Um, but Ooh. don't blow so many leads. Sometimes slow down. Yeah. Sometimes slow down. Well, the Miami Heat, as Jimmy Butler continues to love, Ooh, oh, hit him with him. Hit him with it. He cooked everybody. Everybody. Every defender they threw at him. Jaime Hawkins Jr. cooked. Oh! Look out below. Martin throwing it down. Sacramento. Heat, I don't they believe get you. the win despite giving up that huge lead. And they're on a roll, baby. It wins in eight of their last ten games, including a pair of victories over the Kings. Wins at Milwaukee, New Orleans during that stretch. But, guys, Jimmy Butler, he called this over the weekend. Here's what he said after the win over New Orleans. I think our, our team is so <clears throat> ready for anything that anybody's throwing at us. Um, we're so together. We're playing some incredible basketball. I don't think it matters who we go up against right now. It's, it's that time of the year. The Heat are starting to hit their stride. 25 games remaining. Is Jimmy Butler right? Never doubt the Heat. Never, ever doubt the Heat. They're always lurking. They're always lurking. Now they're doing more than lurking. They have the second easiest schedule in the NBA left. They, we could wake up at the end of the season. They could be the fourth seed. And you just look up and down the standings. Knicks beat them in the playoffs. Bucks beat them in the playoffs. Boston beat them in the playoffs. Cleveland has won a playoff series. They are not scared of anybody. And as we watch Jaime Jaquez and Caleb Martin cook the Kings, it is interesting to think about, they didn't get Damian Lillard. And there was a lot of panic about, oh my God, they missed the boat on Damian Lillard. What is this team going to do? They weren't panicking. They wanted Damian Lillard at a certain cost. Portland didn't meet their cost. They said, you know what? We like our team. We like this rookie. We like our players. And I don't think they feel much regret these days about it. Well, when you look at those two teams, I don't know if we can pop the standings back up. Philly is trending downwards, right? Knicks. Trending downward because of injuries. Orlando trending up. Yeah, everyone calm down. So when you look at the Heat and where their standings are, they're obviously they have a bunch of guys injured, but they know this is a team that has been to two NBA finals in the last five seasons. Let, let's let's make no mistake. Well, they have one of the great coaches. They have one of the great they are doing everything right. So when I look at them and I see that their two teams above them are dealing with injuries, we're not sure of Randall, we're not sure of Embiid. They're trending this way. Miami Heat, they had the one of the easiest schedules. They're getting healthy, they're trending upward. To your point, they can get up there in that standing and they don't fear anyone. I guarantee you there are a lot of teams that will be positioning themselves to not play play them it's called a program they got a program down there and it sustains you is that a, is that a euphemism for heat culture <laughs> it could be I just think it's because when I look at the Miami Heat the amount of success they've had not I, I, I give they have buy-in with their coach yep. right you need an organization that has buy-in with their coach because when the crap hits the fan and it will you know injuries disrupt 
whatever it might be, distractions. But your system will help you withstand that. And I think that's something that I really admire about the Miami Heat. I got to think, you know, Coach Spoh's a top five coach. He's got to be in the conversation. Mm. Um, and so when you have him at the helm and then you got guys that are committed to winning, like a BAM. What did you say? The BAM train? What was BAM it? Wagon. Wagon. Driving BAM. the BAM wagon. Hop on. We've got on, plenty of room. I'm on it. I'm on it. I, I think he's having a spectacular year. Yeah. He's a separation factor, and he's a guy that impacts both ends of the floor, which man in the middle like that, uh, you got to give him some love. He's averaging career highs in points, in rebounds. And when you talk about point centers, and I know we talk about this a lot with Jokic. We talk about it a lot with Sabonis. I feel like we need to put Bam a little bit more firmly into that conversation. Yeah, no, I, I think Bam, he does pass the ball extremely well, obviously when you're comparing him to Jokic. Yeah, so there's a different where, offense. No, but Bam, it was kind of an what you would say it was a power forward if you would have gone 15 years ago. Like, very versatile, can do all the things. And now you see him in the center spot, yep. and he defensively, he can beat you just by his plays defensively. Right. Yeah. So I think, I mean, the Miami Heat, you, you mentioned their strength of schedule. They're trending in the direction of finishing. They could finish fourth. Mm-hmm. They could finish fifth. So they could also finish eighth. Like, you never know. If <laughs> they finish eighth, who are they staring at in that one spot? Oh, Oof, goodness. I think the Boston Celtics should be rooting for anything but seeing the oh, Miami I think, I think, first I, I think no that doubt. they're closer to finishing on the upswing than they are all I the way I disagree, down eight. though. Eight I, is play-in. They're, the eight no, is no. play-in. Sure. I agree with you on Miami's likely finish. I just think, like, don't count out Indiana or Orlando. But I actually would soft disagree with you. I remember when Milwaukee, after being dispatched by the Heat, drew them again the next year and actually won their last game of the season specifically not to avoid the heat. I think there's something to be said for, you know what, if we're the number one seed, let's go get them. Let's go not be afraid of them. Uh, okay. I'm afraid. <laughs> okay. I'm afraid of them. The table is a little okay. bit, a little bit. If you're going to win beat. the title, you're sure. going to have to yeah. beat teams like Take that. The hardest, beat Take the hardest sure. path. Do it. Do it, and leave no, no now, questions. I don't believe that. When, when Golden State was was down three one against the Thunder, we were rooting for the Thunder. <laughs> we were rooting well, you, for OKC. You still came back from from yeah, down but we didn't want well. that. We didn't want that. Coming up next on NBA Today, in a West where the standings are shaking up literally every single night, will the Warriors or the Lakers or Neither rise to win a playoff series. And Adrian Wojnarowski is standing by with the latest developments on Joel Embiid's knee injury and if we can expect him to return to action this season. Plus, I'm thinking of some duos, right? Jordan and Pippen, Shaq and Kobe, Steph Curry and Mike Breen. Some of the most iconic duos ever. We have a little Mike Breen guessing game you're not going to want to miss. NBA Today will be right back. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're watching NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. I'm French, but I've got an African roots as well. My dad's from Africa, from Cameroon. You can't forget that. You can't forget like what happened to our own sister. From what we went through throughout the history of this war, I think it's great to celebrate how far we've come. It's been four weeks now since Joel Embiid was injured against the Golden State Warriors and three weeks since the meniscus procedure that followed the Sixers. They are four and seven without their MVP in the lineup and have been slipping in the Eastern Conference standings. Our senior insider Adrian Wojnarowski is back with us now. Woj, are the Sixers still optimistic about getting Joel Embiid back this year? They they still are optimistic that they can get him back. I think there's some hope, you know, that they can get him back on the court uh, by sometime in late March, uh, back starting to uh, get into condition. And listen, the goal here isn't necessarily to try to bring him back and see how many regular season games you might be able to win with him. The goal is to get him as healthy as he can be for the postseason, hope they can hang in where they are, and then have as spry and mobile and conditioned of a Joel Embiid as they can for what would be either a play-in game, uh, maybe as a seventh seed, or at five or six, you know, a nightmare first-round matchup for a team um, that gets home court advantage in the East, and all of a sudden here comes a healthy healthy Joel Embiid uh, with Buddy Heald, with Kyle Lowry, with the additions, but uh, probably about a week away from him getting, uh, from getting an update on a timeline with him. But I think there's still optimism in Philly uh, that, that we will see Joel Embiid again this season. Well, the playoffs, they start on April 20th, so not, time is not necessarily on the 76ers' side here for the season. The Sixers are 26-8 and eight with Embiid in the lineup, winning at a better clip than every team in the East except to, of course, the Boston Celtics. But without the reigning MVP, Philly has gone 7-16, and 16, playing at a rate that would be the th- 13th seed in the Eastern Conference. So simply put, Zach, are the Sixers good enough to avoid the play-in without Joel Embiid while he continues his recovery? They're good enough, particularly since they're now healthy around Joel Embiid. You know, Melton's back. Other guys that were out, Batum was hurt. He's back. But they really need to start playing better. That record, 7-16, and 16, that's not going to be good enough. If they play something like 500, they got a shot at it. But look, they're only two games up in the loss column on Indiana, who's seventh, and one game up on Miami. Miami and Orlando, who's right there with Indiana, have the two easiest schedules in the league. It could be a play-in thing for the Sixers. And by the way, that that if, if he is healthy and ready for the postseason, that's like five or six days of rest Joel Embiid doesn't get if that's the difference between being out of the play-in and in the play-in. Mm. I just think when you look at a, your schedules, right, as a coach, you look, okay, we feel good, but we can get this win. They can be beat by any team, and I think that's a, a very scary thought. They're going to have to come recollect because you're right, that record and, and how they've been playing without him is not going to be good enough. Um, but a healthy Embiid at the end of the day, 
is, is scary. There's Joel Embiid on the sidelines, adorable with his son Arthur. No, I I, I agree with, with with pretty much the panel from the standpoint of, hey, Joel Embiid, if he's healthy, he's that guy. I, my biggest concern for them is more of like even on the five, six games that he will get back, he will be on a minute's restriction. It will be, okay, he can do this. Obviously, he's not going to play in back-to-backs. There's going to be all of these regulations. Right. When the postseason comes, you're going to be playing 40 minutes, 42 minutes of the most intense basketball you will ever play. That's what the postseason is. So that's my biggest concern is not that can he be healthy for the playoffs. Will he be in a condition to dominate for 42 minutes? Right. That's exactly it, RJ, is he can come back and play. But we know that this Sixers team is built to win with Joel Embiid playing it at MVP level. Mm. He did it last year. He was doing it this year. You can't just assume that he's going to get back to that level in such a short window of time after another knee procedure. Right. Joel Embiid, he's out tonight facing the Boston Celtics. That's Philly's opponent on the schedule. The Celtics are currently on a season-high eight-game winning streak, and they are blowing teams out. Boston is winning on average by more than 18 points per game during the streak. So, since we have Coach Becky Hammond in the building, Becky, what impressed you most about Boston during this stretch, what they're doing? Well, I love their defensive tenacity. So when we start looking at some of their clips, um, can we roll that tape? Yes. Oh, well, I'm not the tape. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Here it is. All right. So here you have Derek White on the ball, right? So great defensive teams are great communicators. He goes from a pursuing thing with a big setting that screen, comes in, you see the small trying to clean it up. He's going to slip out here. Great communication by Drew Holiday. He switches out. But the scramble and the effort after the play may or may not break down is a separation factor for these Boston Celtics. And they really just have extraordinary individual defenders with yeah. Derek White. I think you could put Drew Holiday on a top five list for on-ball defenders mm. all time. So when you have that kind of luxury, uh, you can do a lot of fun things defensively. Yes. But let's run through this real quick. Let's have uh, you be the ball. Okay. You're not the ball handler anymore. I'm I got Derek moved. White. I got demoted. I'm Derek White. Yes. Here comes the big setting the screen. So another thing the guards do well is they pursue. They don't get hung up on screen. So I'm going to get in here. I'm going to pursue. The big was right back there. We don't have another body. Right? And then here comes Zach setting. You're going to be the small screener. Oh, hit okay? you with the back you're screen. Drew, you're my Drew Holiday over there. Oh, I wouldn't you're dare my Drew try Holiday. And he slips out here. Go out here, Zach. Here comes the swing and the pursuit by Derek. Ah! It's definitely a separation. Well, well and, and it's you said it's the size and the length. Derek White has the size, even if that's Jalen Brown, even if that's Jason Tatum. Right. The versatility across their backcourt kind of wing players is elite, and that's why they're able to switch as much. That's why they're able to do as much, and it makes the de- it makes your offense struggle to find those gaps. Right. And we're seeing that the, the, the results of that for this Boston Celtics team. I mean, they're fun to watch defensively. And like I said, not only are they intelligent, yep. they're physical, they're long. They have multiple guys that take pride in it, right? You want guys to take pride in it. And at the end of the day, when that three ball's not going for them, they have a defense good enough that they can rely on mm-hmm. to sustain them and keep them in games. And that's how you win playoffs games, series, and championships. When there's a real question of, oh, well, what's better, their offense or their defense, that's the kind of problem that the Boston Celtics are glad <laughs> to be having. Good We've got an excellent Wednesday doubleheader tomorrow with Tyrese Halliburton and the Pacers hosting Zion and the Pelicans at 7.30 Eastern. And then LeBron James and the Lakers square off against Kawhi and the Clippers. Coverage at Tips with NBA Countdown at 7 o'clock.
Do I try it? Should I try it? No, no. Bang! Oh. Bang! Oh, what a shot by Curry! We know the call. We know I can't do it. We know the shot, the result. We live one of the most iconic shots in history. Next. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They do have a timeout. Decide not to use a curry. Way downtown. Eight years ago today, man, Steph Curry, he hit one of the most iconic shots of the century to give the 2016 Warriors one of their 73 wins. I'm staring at Richard because we all know how that season ended. But you know it is a big game when Mike Breen is on the call, right? And you know it's an even bigger moment when you get that 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 moment, the bang call from Mike Breen, uh, the Hall of Fame broadcaster. I know everyone home, they can close their eyes, they can hear that call, they can see it. So we thought that we would play a little game here. I'm not going to say that, yeah. but our producers are going to I'll show do a us three, the play. Two, one, bang. Yep, there you go. Uh, I want you all to guess whether or not it got one or two bangs okay. from Mike Brain on the call. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, first up, we're going to go back to 2012. This is Toronto. Oh, the game Lin winner, Sanity. Jeremy Lin. Peak of Lin Sanity. But the question is, did it get one or did it get two? Which one are we going with? It got, okay, we're going with one double, two singles. Let's hear it, Director Kathy. Lynn puts it up. Bang! Jeremy Lynn from downtown! <laughs> just one. Richard just Jefferson. one? Lynn Sanity? Uh, Lynn Sanity just got one. Uh, oh, my Richard God. Richard Jefferson gets moment. it. Yeah. All right. Next up, we're going to go with the new Nick, new call. This was last season what we're going to go forward to now the Knicks down by one remember Julius Randle momentarily he loses the ball before regaining possession and then he knocks down a three game winning three at the buzzer what do you think Mike Breen gave this one all right we're going with it we're rolling it back in the same way what do we think director Kathy who is correct Randle on the drive stripped by Butler Randle gets it back Randle puts up a three I remembered that Come one. Come on, you have to know because it's New York, too. Yeah, you can give them shot. double bangs. Yeah, it was an insane shot. You got to get the double at that point. Kendrick Lamar was not impressed. <laughs> not happy. All right, maybe one of the biggest calls in NBA history. Game six, this is the 2013 NBA Finals. Ray Allen keeps the Miami Heat season alive. Come on, we all remember this one. 
corner three off of the offensive rebound from Chris Bosch. We know who ended up winning the series. What did Mike Breen say? I'll take a guess. Just one. Just bang one. I know. Yeah, I thought was that probably, was a It was two. probably too crazy. Like, that <laughs> shot is so crazy. I'm surprised he was coherent at all. <laughs> I'm not say anything other than just, ah! Because that's what I would have said in that moment. All right. Last up. Let's take it. This is back to the bubble. This is the overtime between the Clippers and the Mavs. This is game four, I believe. Luka Doncic hits the step back at the buzzer. You know the uh-huh. game by now. But what was the call? All right. Everyone says bang. It's the bubble. Doncic pulls up. Three-pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good! Doncic wins huh? the game at the buzzer! Man, y'all were way off on that one. I, I feel like we've known Like, the walk-off will get a double bang. The walk-off will get a double it bang. It should get the double there's bang. Only it been, should get the double bang. There's only been five double bangs in the history of... Mike Breen. That would have been in useful history. information to know before the game. <laughs> in the history, history. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we'll see if we will get a double bang this Saturday on I'm so glad Coach Hammond's here. In our so NBA primetime matchups. So inappropriate. Nikola Jokic is about to get squaring off Goodness. against LeBron and the Lakers at 8.30 Eastern. Coverage tips with NBA countdown at 8 o'clock. I believe there's only five double bangs. There are has only been five. Still to come on NBA Today, Zion Williamson. He plays in front of fans for the first time in Madison Square Garden as a Pelican. That's kind of hard to believe. What can we expect from the former number one overall pick? Find out next on NBA Is Stephen A going to be there? Tonight on SportsCenter at 6 Eastern, new details on the timeline for the Bears' decision to trade or keep Justin Fields. Plus, which QB has the most to gain from the NFL Combine this week? And how the NBA is planning to cut down on missed calls as the playoff picture comes into focus. SportsCenter, 6 Eastern on ESPN. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. Tonight, for the first time since 2021, Zion Williamson will play in Madison Square Garden against the Knicks. The Pelicans, they've lost their last two. The Knicks, they beat the Pistons on that controversial ending that you're going to hear more about on SportsCenter. But Zion Williamson, when he came into the league, the last time that he played in Madison Square Garden, I know you have to cast your mind back a little bit, Zach. He had so much fun. It was so exciting. We kind of thought that time in and time out, year after year, we were going to see these showdowns in MSG, and that just hasn't been the case. Considering how much excitement he came into the league with, do you think he's still, he's so young, it feels like he has to still have enough time to fill that potential. Absolutely. No one should close any book or any chapter on him yet. He's just got to stay healthy and he's got to stay in shape. But even this this recent stretch, this is the best passing stretch of his career. Double-figure assist the other day, they're leading all the way into point Zion. He's starting to look a little more like he's got that burst at the rim back. So I'm not writing writing him off at all, but he's got to stay in shape and healthy consistently. I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that will be the tale of his career, how he handles those things. Um, but the talent speaks for itself. I'm, when he plays, I mean, he is a – he is a um, – what do I want to say? A unicorn? A transcendent to be talent. I don't know what the word is, but, I mean, yeah, he's a transcendent talent. Yeah. But um, I want to see those things because it, it speaks to the level of your competitiveness, how much you love it. Like, how serious are you <coughs> where every decision that you make on and off the court is, I am a pro, and I want to be the best that I can possibly be. 
I, I look at it as that it's all up to Zion. It doesn't matter closing a book. I don't it, we're, whether we got a book open or closed or, or it doesn't matter what we view him. It, if he doesn't do all the things that Becky talked about, then it doesn't matter what we think, what we believe. If he doesn't do those things, he won't be healthy on the court. If they're not healthy on the court, his team is going to struggle. It is, it's very, very simple. So I wish for him, I root for him, but ultimately t- only time will tell his level of professionalism that will allow for him to be successful. It, he's played, look, we all, everyone got on him yes. after the Vegas game in the in-season tournament where the Lakers just blew the doors off them and he did not show up. He's been quietly outside the national radar, playing very well for a Pelicans team that no one can quite figure them out, but they're pretty damn good, whatever they are. They keep winning. They're right in that playoff picture. And look, he's physically, there just has never been anyone like him in the NBA. He's like a tank that can fly, and that just hasn't existed ever. And you just hope he can stay healthy. And if he is healthy and they're full throttle in the playoffs, they're a strange team, but they're also a strange team to play against. They're hard to game plan for. Now, now the one thing about when everyone got on him, I, I, I thought it was a little off, only because it was like his team still got there. His team and them, they still played well enough to be in that position. A lot of teams didn't make it there. A lot of teams got upset. So he gets there, and it's just like playing in your first playoff game, your first playoff series. Jason Tatum last year in his first playoff, or a couple years ago in his first NBA Finals. Sometimes, like, there's just a lot there. You're playing against the Lakers. You're playing against LeBron. It might be a little much, but then you looked at it, and you're like, hey, he doesn't look like he's in great conditioning. So that's something that he needs to improve on. But all of the... I don't want to say intense, like scrut- how they were scrutinized. I thought that was a little bit unwarranted because yeah. they've continued to put together a pretty good season thus far. If he stays healthy, gets in elite shape, he is a matchup problem that there is no answer to because he's such a unique player. So th- their season really hinges on that. Zach, you, you said point Zion. We first heard that under Van Gundy, obviously. Do you think that's his, is he a point guard now? Is that his, the best way that he's used? He's whatever they need him to be. On some nights, he'll be the point guard or the point Zion. And the, the good thing about point Zion is when you have him run pick and roll with Valanciunas or Nance, you're putting their two worst shooters right in the middle of the action. So spacing is a little better around it because you have their better shooters around them. But some nights it'll be like I, I watched them play the Kings maybe a month ago, and they just said Harrison Barnes can't guard him. Let's just put him in the post and let him play bully ball the whole game. So it's a little bit of everything as long as he's available and healthy and all that. Zion back in the garden tonight. That's going to be a fun one. I do want to take a look at some of the other action around the association tonight. It's time for Setting the Pick, brought to you by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. Luca and Kyrie, they face off against the Donovan Mitchell-led Cavaliers. Both teams have won seven of their last ten games. Becky, who you got tonight? I am going to take the Mavericks in this one. I don't think Kyrie has been back in Cleveland in a Dallas uniform. So I look for, uh, and they're coming off a loss. Right. So I, I think they'll be highly motivated going in there. And they've been playing very well together. The return of Chris <laughs> Paul. Well, sort of. Chris Paul returns to the lineup against the team who traded him this summer. Really, it's it's Draymond Green back in Washington. Jordan Poole facing his former team for the second time since being traded. Who you got in this one, Rich? Man, this one's tough. I've been thinking about it all morning. I've, I've been delib- <laughs> deliberating, going back and forth. It's tough. Who'd you console I, with? Some elders? It, it is. I, I asked some people around the league. I talked to Woj a little bit to see. You know, just kind of what he felt, and and you know, I, I'm gonna go with. Uh, are you okay, Malika? I'm great. I'm. I, okay, I'm gonna stick with the Warriors on this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. The Warriors. All right, that was a tough decision going with the Warriors <laughs> in that one. That's who we got. Who are you picking? Download the ESPN Bet app to get started. New customers receive $100 in bonus bets once they place their first sportsbook bet with ESPN Bet. So from Perk. 
to the West standings. Take a look at the seeds five through eight, separated by just a half game. The Lakers, the Warriors, not far behind them in the 9-10 spots. So five games, five through 10 rather, is separated by just four games. So Zach, out of all of those teams out West, who are you picking as a team that could win a playoff series without home court advantage. Well, and also four of them are tied in the loss column, right. all 24 losses. Look, I'm going to put the Warriors and the Lakers down here because right now they're 9-10 and 10 and there's a decent gap still. So they'll play each other if things don't change in the play-in tournament. Of the other four teams, look, until we see the Suns' big three healthy for a longer period of time, particularly as we get to the end of the season, I'm going Dallas. I think Dallas has really found a little something lately after these trades. Luka is a monster. Nobody wants any part of him in the playoffs. So right now, as of today, Dallas. Mm. I mean, it's hard to bet against Luka, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I kind of want to say the Suns, but it's the same thing. It's the health, and I want to see them buy into the pass more. Share the ball more with each other. Y'all will get more. Give it up early. You'll get it back. I'm going to go Suns are close. Wizards Suns are close. Wizards. The Wizards. That 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 was the two things I was trying to decide on. Like the <laughs> in the West, the Wizards. In the yeah. West, the Wizards. But no, I I think I think it's Dallas. I think when you've got two guards at that point of attack, I think Derek Lively. I think I think the bigs that they have. To me, they have kind of a, a three-headed big situation, very similar to the Clippers. Yep. They can play a variety of ways. They have different guys. They have continuity. Uh, so, look, Dallas is a scary team. Luka's right. playing at an MVP level statistically. So you get that guy into a playoff series, and it, it doesn't seem fun. Every time, and you know, playing next to Kyrie Irving in the postseason, since he has come back from injury, he has looked excellent. This yeah. Mavs team has looked very, very scary. Well, and Kyrie is just so special. People don't understand that this individual, what he's able to do on the court, there is no yep. defense created for him. It, there is no, oh, we're going to put a six-foot guy. We're going to put some length on him. He'll go to the post. He'll go. He'll he'll take you in pick and roll, transition, mm -hmm. all of the things he can do, and that just complements Luka so well, very similar to how complimented LeBron James. Yeah, the Mavs, the Pelicans, they both feel like they're poised to be able to potentially do something at least a little bit interesting in the postseason. The Suns as well. The Lakers, the Warriors, they're still on the outside looking in at this point. The Warriors have a pretty easy remaining schedule here, but they have their work cut out for them. I don't think if you're the Timberwolves, if you're uh, OKC, you want to see one of those battle-tested teams in a first-round series. That's life in the West. You don't want to see anybody. I, can we can we get someone from the East to come over and play in the West? Because you don't want to oh. see anybody, whether it's Lake. I'm sorry, but whether it's Lakers, Warriors who have been clicking and kind of have found an identity, I think even more so than the Lakers or some of the other teams we're talking about. Minnesota hasn't won a playoff series together. Oklahoma City hasn't won a playoff series together. Like, that stuff is hard. All these teams are good. I'm going to say, you know, when you look at Golden State, there, something's missing defensively, right? When they were really good, they, they played both ends of the floor. So when I look at a team being able to win in the playoffs on, on one of those lower seeds, I kind of like L.A. in there, too, because they'll play defense. They can play some defense, and that always gives you a chance in the playoffs. Yeah. But at the end of the day, do you want to see LeBron or Steph? No. 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 No, the, the – you don't. The, the experience is the thing because what, what you learn in playoff experience is that it's about, okay, we're going to take away this one specific thing and then we're going to make this beat us. Or we can spot the weakness in their defense and we're going to attack that for seven games and that's where we're going to define the, the advantage. Right. T. Lou, Spo, they're coaches that are great at this. There's players that are great at this. Once they find the weakness, they will expose it for the rest of the series. LeBron James, Steph Curry, their teams are as good a team that you will ever find at that. So I think those top seeds, 
They don't want to see any of those bad boys down there. The West, and then you get into those middle rounds, four versus five. That could be Clippers versus Suns. Right. You don't know who's going to win that. Well, you got the guys that can just take over a game. Yeah. Steph can take over a game. LeBron can take over a game. Luka can take over a game. Like, and there's sometimes there's nothing you can do. Well, look, here's the reality. This is life in the West. You are going to see after the first round two teams who came into the season, at least two teams, with championship-level expectations out after one round. That's life in the Western. Whoever they are, they are that that's the what the expectations were. In yeah. the Western right. Conference, when you're looking at the Phoenix Suns, when you're looking at Los Angeles, when you're looking at the Warriors, you could see that then. The, the Clippers are going to be without Paul George once again tomorrow in their battle against Los Angeles, so we'll see what happens there. But it feels like there is we – are, we are posed for a very interesting <laughs> final stretch, particularly in the Western Conference. Hey, enjoy tonight's game. Thanks for spending some of your afternoon with us, and we will see you tomorrow. I'm rooting for Lakers-Clippers conference finals. No travel. (laughs) No travel.